Anytime I repeat something many times, it's not what happens. Um, you know, anything a Rebbe does wrong, it's like an issue with him. You, you know that. It's, it's true in all, in all things. If a guy's angry, he's angry. That's how you tell him wasn't All Rebbe were great. Um, like this. So we had a suggestion, or did, from Rabacha a couple nights ago. Rabacha. Not Rabacha. 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 Rabacha said that not only do you get nine kias when there is Mosaf, you get nine kias per Mosaf. So we said the ultimate case would have been Rosh Hashanah, Shechali, Yisbashabis. You get 27 extra kias because of three Mosafim. Make 48. Um, there's a beer behind you. Um, so we're trying to see if that's true or not. So we brought a kasha last night, and the kasha said if Rish Chaydish falls out on Shabbos, if Rish Chaydish falls out on Shabbos, then the shear of Rish Chaydish is Deicha Shabbos, which implies, listen, there's going to be only one shear. Which means there's only going to be one set of keys. We just got to figure out which one it is. And the Mishnah says that Rishchidosh wins. So we see that you're wrong. Rosh says, no, I'm right. What does it mean? As far as what's coming first. And why do we place Rishchidosh first to teach you, to tell everyone, to publicize that this month was a real Rishchidosh? So asks the Gemara. Four lines from the bottom of Nun Dalad of Abedis. Vahai Avdina. We make that hacker. We make that hacker. That is the sign. That's how we publicize that it was a real Rish Chedesh. Vahai Avdina. That's how we publish a hacker that it was a real Rish Chedesh. Ha Hakera Avdina. We do another hacker. And that is as follows. So after they brought a carbon on the side of the mezbech, on the floor of the mezbech, the parts that were going to be burnt on the mezbech, the fats, were placed ready to go on the mezbech. Because a different kind had the job. So the kind that shafted it would take out, would gut the animal, take out the fats and the innards that need to be burnt on the mezbech, and he would leave it in a pile. Then, on a busy day, there would be a musaf, so there would be two piles of animal parts that need to be burnt on the mizbeach. And the question is, the tamid shal shahar has to be burnt first. It's a pasuk in the Torah, aleha hashleim. The tamid shal shahar has to be burnt first, so the kayan who's going to bring it up to the top of the mizbeach has to know which pile of guts to take. He can't take the Musaf pile first and burn it. He has to take the Talmud pile and burn it. So we had a designated place that we left the morning carbon, and we had a designated place that we left the Musaf. Says the Gemara, Talmud shal shachar, sorry, chelvei Talmud shal shachar, the chalavim and other parts of the Talmud shal shachar nitnin were placed, were left, mechatzi kevesh from the Half of the ram, ulamata and downwards, meaning the bottom half of the ram, bimizrach on the east side of the ram. So when you go up the ramp, the east is to your right, the west is to your left. 
So the bottom half right is Tumbet Shel Shachar parts. That goes first. And Veshel Musafin, Nitne Mechatzi Kevashulamata Vemarev. And the Musaf parts would also be on the bottom of the Kevash, but it would be on the west side, your left side. So that would, that would be how you'd know. You always take your right first. At least how Rashi learns. You take your right first, so the parts on the bottom right are Shachar, and the bottom left are Musaf. It's like they're starting from the bottom as opposed to starting from the top. Right, yeah, because every, everything's done on the ground. Then the stuff gets transported to the top of this bed. Vishal Rosh Chaydesh and the Rosh Chaydesh parts are at the top of the Mizbeach, at the top of the Kevish. Neaten in our place, Tachas Karkov HaMizbeach Olamala, right beneath the upper rim of the Mizbeach, but meaning on the top half of the Kevish. Ulamata and underneath the Karkov. Why do you do this? Why is Rosh Chaydesh Musaf different place than Shabbos Musaf? Or Yantif Musaf. Why is Rish Chaydish Musaf different? Vam Reb Yechanan said Reb Yechanan Leida. So people will know Shehukva Rish Chaydish Bismanai. The Rish Chaydish was on time. So says the Gemara, you're telling me the reason why they sang the Shir Shal Yom of Rish Chaydish first is to let everyone know that Rish Chaydish was on time. We see how we let people know Rish Chedesh is on time. By placing the fats on a different part of the Kavesh. Says the Gemara. So we make two signs. Is that so un, you know, not understandable? Says the Gemara. We do too. The Chazi hi, Chazi. Someone that sees this one sees this one. Or the Chazi hi, Chazi. And the one who sees this one sees this one. Which means we, we have to publicize our method many ways. Like nowadays, you want to get your word out, you have to use print media, you have to use social media, you have to use you know, television, you have to use many media in order to get your word out. So in the time of the base of English also, one way we publicized Rish Chedesh being on time was where we placed the carbon, the fats of the carbon on the Kevesh. And another way we publicized when Rish Chedesh was on time was by singing the song first, Different people were exposed to different ways of publicizing it. Okay, finally, we're going to put this to rest. Let me ask you one final kasha. The Tani Rava Barshmu says Rava Barshmu, Yaho, I could have thought like you're saying. Yachal, I could have thought. Kishem should take an al Shabbos b'fnei Just like when there's one Musaf on Shabbos, it gets its own nine. V'al Rishchidesh b'fnei Just like when there's only a Musaf for Rishchidesh, it gets its own nine. Kach yotake and I'll call Musaf Musaf. Maybe you're right. Maybe you would blow nine additional tekiahs Per Musaf, meaning this is Mamash like you're saying, except we're going in the wrong direction. Yaho, I would have thought you're correct. Talmud Lemer, you're incorrect. The Torah uses the word We'll see how this is understood in a second. And therefore you're wrong. Goodbye. End of story. Tiyufta, Durab Acha, Tiyufta.
the Gemara just cited a Pasik that says Rav Atha is wrong. We learned from Rosh HaChechem, we'll see how we learned in a second. We learned from Rosh HaChechem that you're wrong, that each Mosav doesn't get its own tkiyas. So this suggestion that we've been dealing with for literally a blot has now been shlugged up, tiyofta. It's not true. And we're back to what we said in the Mishnah, that each day that there is a Musaf has nine tkiyas. But you can have as many Musafin as you want, and it's only nine tkiyas. You do not have additional tkiyas per Musaf, and therefore our Mishnah remains correct, and the maximum amount of tkiyas is 48, and that is only achieved on Friday of Cholamayr Sukkot. Right, no ton of shires because that all that relies on extra um, tkiyas for for um, Pesach. <coughs> so now, where do we learn this from? We learned this from Uvarashi Chachech. So I took your word for it. Now the Gemara says, "My Talmud, what was the limud? What was the? How did you see from the word Uvarashi Chachechem that you only get one set of tkiyas, no matter how many musafim?" How do you see that from the word of Rosh Hashanah? Says the Gemara. My Tamuda, Amar Abaye, Amar Kra, the Pasik says, Uva Rosh Hashanah, plural Rosh Hashanahs, which means all Rosh Hashanahs are the same. No discrimination. If your average boring Rosh Hashanah, you know, this, this week you're going to have Rosh Hashanah of this week. It's going to be Monday. No fanfare. It's not in the middle of Hanukkah. It's not in the middle of Sukkot. It's not in the middle of Rosh Hashanah. It's nothing else going on. Just boring Rosh Chodesh. So how many tkiyas does Rosh Chodesh get this month? Nine. All Rosh Chodeshes are the same. So even if it's like a Rosh Chodesh with all sorts of good other stuff going on, it's Shabbos, it's Rosh Hashanah, it's Arab Pesach, it's too bad. It's Rosh Huh? Even Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, we'll have another verse that says the first, but yeah. All Rish Chaydishes are the same. And if one Rish Chaydish is going to make do with nine tkiyas, all Rish Chaydishes, I don't care what it is in conjunction with, are going to do it with nine tkiyas. Says the Gemara. Does it matter if the tkiyas are for the... So they have to be blown by the Rosh Chodesh Musaf, or can they be blown by the Musaf Shabbos? Yeah, well, pick your choice. Um, <coughs> I guess they would do it by the first, because Mitzvah Baliyot Chaltach Mitzvah. Maybe they would spread it out. Perhaps, if we know we have three carbonus, we'll spread out the nine tkiyas over three carbonus. It's a good discussion, but nine is what you're getting. Figure out how you want to divide it. That's your business. I'm not giving you no more than nine. That's one. Rav Ashi Yamar, Rav Ashi says, very similar kind of drasha. Ksiv Chad It's written in the Pasik Chad your months, viksiv, ra'u and in its heads. Now, a month that has two heads. Now, most months have a rish chaydesh. Says the Gemara, eiz chaydesh. Says the Gemara, eiz chaydesh yeshem she Which month has two heads? There's one month that has two heads, rishon. Roshana is a dual-headed 
Yontif. It's the head of the month and it's the head of the year. It's the beginning of the month, beginning of the year. Says Mar Eiza Chayz Shesh Shei Roshim Have Imer Zerosh Shana And yet V'Amer Rachman Achad Shechem All your months Says the Gemara Chadi Are all one So all months Are the same So just like Rosh Chodesh Av Has one Set of Karbanis Even the Rosh Chodesh That has two heads Has only one So that is the end Of that suggestion That is the end Of that suggestion we put that to rest. And now the Gemara brings one more rider. Yeah. Why? You know, like, again, you can have Shabbos, you can be your grandmother's birthday, but it's not a head of it. And Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Rosh Chodesh Nisan. The Shama is Rish Chodesh Shvatis, but this old. But Nisan is the beginning of that. Yeah, yeah, but it's not Rishon who. It's not a Rosh Hashanah, it's Rishon Hulchat right. Shashanah. It is, it's the best Rish Chodesh, but it's still a Rish Chodesh. It's Rishon Hulchat Shashanah, it's the premier Rish Chodesh. Says the word, and I'm going to prove this from a Bryce. Va'ayitani, we learned in a Bryce. Bechel Shemayet. What sheer shall yaim did they say in Cholamai? Berishain on the first day of Cholamai, how you aimrim, Havulashem Bineelim. They would say the capital term Havulashem Bineelim because it says in that capital, Kol Hashem Al Hamoyim. So in Cholamai Tsukis, when they did the ceremony with the water, it was appropriate to say Kol Hashem Al Hamoyim on that capital. Beshaini Mahayuaimrim on the second day. What did they say? They said the Pasik of of Ulurasha Omar Elikim. And to the Rasha Hashem said, Why are you doing this? Which is an effort to get people to do tshuva. That was what they said on the second day of Chalmai. Bishlishi Hayuaimrim on the third day of Chalmai, they said, This is in the second Mesa Migdash. And in the second Mesa Migdash, we were constantly plagued with enemies, Persians, <coughs> sorry, uh, Iraqi, but Babylonians, we were constantly plagued with enemies. So we were making a tefillah in the Beis Hamikdash that please, leave us alone from our enemies. So they changed it from the first <coughs> to the second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rashi, Rashi didn't say that, but Rashi said, since it's in Bayesheni, they're always you know, being plagued with enemies. So. Obviously, it's just this capital they changed this day, or yeah, they didn't. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it got established in the last hundred years of of bias Rishon that they had problems. Um, I mean, bias Rishon wasn't trained. They said a shear for for in Chalamai in the first place. Yeah, yeah, that for sure, that for sure. And bias Rishon wasn't tranquil, so I mean, it could, you know. Bervi mahoyu emrim binu bayarim ba'am. Binu Bayer Ba'am contains psukim about Miser. And Sukkis was the time <coughs> that people brought in all their food, and it was the time to give Miser. So we wanted to give a friendly reminder to the people in the Beis Hamikdash to give their Misers when they get home. And B'chamishim also contains references to Miser. And. It's mashma because Rashi goes through. Some of these are in the same capital. Yeah, yeah, I know. Divide up Wednesday to four days. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, says the Gemara. And Bashishim, I remember you might do Kamais Dearetz that all the um, all the pillars of the of the land will fall. And once again, you know, people should give thought to one day they're going to die, and uh, you should give your tzedakah. Now, B'Shabbos, V'imchal, Shabbos, V'echamehem, Yomaitu Yidche. And if Shabbos falls out on any of the days of Cholamayid, what you do is you push everything a day forward, and therefore what's going to end up getting lost? The last one. The regular Shir Shalyev for the sixth day of Cholamayid. The point being of all this is that no, no two Shir Shalyevs. We do not do two shir shaliyams. If you would have been correct, if your assertion would have been correct, that every Muslim gets an additional tkiyas, so just add on the shir shaliyams. So why do I have to deal with this problem? Which one does Shabbos, which one does Shabbos push off? So we see from here that we're right, that it does push off. There's only going to be one shir shaliyam, and there's only going to be one set of tkiyas, and therefore the Mishnah had to deal with this possibility. If there's a Shabbos, push everything back a day, and the last one gets cut off. Just one last thing tonight. Rupsafra would put a simon on how to remember the order of the days. Hum bahi, which is Havul Hashem Elim, Ulurash. Huh? Or Yeah. Ulurash Omar and. Miyakum Liam Mareyim and Binu Bayer Baum and Hasreis Mister Shechman and Yemayit Kamais Dearts. Rav Papa Manachusi Manu Rav Papa switched the days and therefore his simon wouldn't be Humbahi it would be Humhabi. And if you want to know which one said which, Rav Safer of Papa says Simoncha Ambuha de Sifri. Ambuha, which is Rav Safra's simon, Ambuha de Sifri means a pile of svar. So if you want to, rem- want to remember which one Safra said, just remember Ambuha the Sifri, and the other one is Amhaba, not Ambuha. And that's the way to remember. Now the bottom line is, we want to know what's the order and what Shabbos ruins, so we see we're not going to say two, so we see Reb Hanina's wrong. Tiyufta, Dereb Acha Bar Hanina, Tiyufta. End of story. Um, should I switch the question? Yeah. Okay. Says more really? How could you throw out Rabacha Brokhanin? For Rabacha Brokhanin a crow must listen, Kamar. He brought a Pasik. He said, Yiska'u Bachatzaitzris. There was an extra Yiska'u. It says an extra word in the Pasik, they will blow. And we said from here, ah, you see, every Musaf gets its own blowing. He brought a word in the Tyra. Yiska'u. Says the Gemara, yeah. I could tell you how you blow more without blowing extra tekiyas. One of two ways. Says the Gemara, Amar Avinu Lemar Shema Richen Either when there's two Musaf in the morning, you blow longer tekiyas. So if the tekiyas naturally last nine seconds, they should last, now he asked, what do you do with the other car? They should last 18 seconds. You blow longer tekiyas. Or, Rabbana Dekisr Mishmeder of Achamri Lemar Shemar Bebetaiken. If normally you had 20 Levim blowing. The uh, Chatzaitzers. Today you have 30. If you don't only have 5, today you have 10. <coughs> yes, we will give homage. We will be gurus the fact that there's an extra Muslim. Not by adding an extra 9. Either by making longer tkiyas or more blowers. But not adding an extra 9. 
one last kasha which is really negeas that has nothing to do with what we were talking about. Just you brought up an interesting topic. When you have an order and you don't have all the dates. So you said, you gave me a shir shalyan for day one, two, three, four, five, six of Homer. Uh oh, let's say Shabbos does. <coughs> what do you do? You lose the last day. Stick in Shabbos, push everything back a day, and lose the last day. This is very important for us. Because we have a big issue here in Gullus. On the first day of Sukkot, we get in the car, we say, Takrivu, such and such karbanis. What do we do here in America on the second day of Yontif? We don't say Ubiyam Hasheni. Because if it's Yem Hasheni, why are you keeping Yontif? So we lie. We say again, Ubiyam Harishain. Okay. Now that you get to Chalamud, what do you do? Do you keep on your lie? Pretend that day three is really day two? And day four is really day three? Or, in which case you'll cut off the last one? Or on the first day of Chalamud, say, hey, I was just joking when I called yesterday Yemarish, and really yesterday's Yemashani. I'm going to stop this baloney. Right now, I'm going to say Biyamashlishi. You just skip a Biyamashani. What gets cut out? The first day of Cholomite gets lost? Can you combine it? Or does the last day of Cholomite get lost? Says the Gemara. Vanan, this one, We, who have two days of Yom, what do we do? So Abayah Mashani Abayah says, Yom HaSheni gets pushed off because what's real Yom HaSheni, we're pretending is Yom so it's really Yom HaRishin. Then we get to Yom HaShlishi, we just don't talk about Yom HaSheni. Yom HaSheni just gets lost. It's not, it's, not, it's, it's lost. Right, it means it gets pushed away. You, you leave, get out. We just push it away. We pretend that never existed. Because when, when it's really Yom HaSheni, we're calling Yom HaRishin. And then the next day, it's Yom HaShlishi, and we're acting like Cholomites, so we just, just lose the first. Rava says, no, lose the last. And we see like Rava from the Shir Shal Yayims of Cholamayim. Tanikamas in the Rava. Then Imchal Echad, Imchal Shabbos is Bechamem, Yamaitu Yitche. If Shabbos falls out, we give Shabbos its day, and we push everything back, and then the last one just gets lost. So Rava says that's what we should do on Cholamayim also. Call, of Yeh, call the second day of Yantav Yamarishim, the third day Shani, fourth Shlishi, fifth Ravi, sixth. Hamishi, seventh Shishi, just never say a word about the seventh day. Last one gets lost. Shvi Yitcha. Finally, the Gemara says, Yiskina Memer Benarta, the Madlid Luye. This is what will sound familiar to you. Says Rav, says Memer, do both, which is what it looks like in our sitter. On the first, first two days, you have to recall the first day. On the second day of Chalmud, or the first day of Chalmud, which is, you know, Third day Yantif, say two, three. Second day Cholmite, say three, four. Third day Cholmite, four, five. Fifth day Cholmite, five, six. Sixth day Cholmite, which is Hashan Rabbah, six, seven. This way, we don't have to lose any. And that is where our Shmana Esrei comes from. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. The next Mishnah. Very good.
deals with <coughs> something that happened in Sukkot in the base of Mikdash, which you know it sounds complicated. This you know we should be able to get through it pretty easily. So the Kehanim did avoid in the base of Mikdash, and for many reasons the Kehanim were divided up. You know the least of all, is that um, this was their income. You know, any, any business that came to the base of English, they got to handle. So, for instance, if you got a carbon chatas, you ate. If you got a carbon oila, you got a lot of leather. You know, you can make money off of that. And this is how the kahanim, this is one of the ways the kahanim sustain themselves. And like I said, that's the least of the issues involved. Ah, oh, shraga. That's the least of the issues involved. There's candles that came out of it, right? They're right. Rich. Yeah, yeah. And, was, and you know, the, the, you know, the schoolers, and, and last but not least, the mitzvah. So once they got it, lost all Kedusha. Huh? Once they got it, lost all Kedusha. Once what? The, whatever they got. They... Depends what. But like leather, yeah. Leather's like a byproduct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we divided the Kehanim into, not we. This is Tsukim and The Kahanim were divided into 24 families. And those 24 families took turns. And they went in order. Family one, Yoyarev. Family two, Yadaya. Family three. And within the families, they had their own division. They divided them into sevens. You take Sunday, they switched on Shabbos, like we'll see. You get Shabbos, you get Sunday, you get Monday. So the Kahanim divided into 24 groups. So, like we said, this week in the Beis Hamikdash, probably not much going on. It's a quiet week in the summer, so some family had the mishmar, and it was their turn. Couple times a year, and that's going to be the subject of the next mishnah. All hands on deck, which means you had all kehanim from all twenty-four mishmars, from all the twenty-four groups of kehanim. Anyone and everybody was allowed and encouraged to participate. So we had to have a system as to how to divide the jobs in the Beis Hamikdash, who get to handle which carbonus in the Beis Hamikdash, and one of those times was Sukkot. So that is thing one, Mishmaris. Thing two is that let's get out there the carbonus that were brought on Sukkot. On Sukkot, like we know from all the ladies that we repeat, so let's skip column one. There's always two alim. Every day there's two alim and one sire and 14 kvasi. Every day of Sukkot. Arba asar t'mimim. You look at And you sing the next thing. So, if you're your type show. Now, what changed on Sukkot was column one. The Pare Hachag, the famous Pare Hachag. They went in descending order. On day one, there were 13 Pare, on day two, 12. So now, what the Mishnah's job is here is to come up with a system that all 24 Mishmaris get to participate in all of the Karbonis equally, and how that gets divided up. And that is what the topic of this Mishnah is. That since it's not, an, it's not a consistent number, 
we have to come up with some type of moving part system that will allow, enable all 24 mishmaris to participate in all of the various karbanas hachag, and how is that going to work on a daily basis? So the, the numbers that we want to always keep in mind, 24 is a big number, that's how many mishmaris there are, and the middle column, the total karbanas, is something that will change every day, and therefore the remaining 14 also is going to change how we deal with it. So, let's do day one, and then the rest of the days will obviously fall into line. Says the Mishnah on the top of Nunhan Beis, Yomtif Harishay Shalchat. On the first day of Sukkot, so Hayu Sham Yud Gimel Parim, there were 13 Pare Hachat, there were 13 cows shafted that day. Elim Shanayim, two rams, Sa'ir Echad, one goat, that is 16. So we could start reading our chart, so in line one, which is day one, there were 13 Parim, two Elim, one Sa'ir, a total of 16. So if we give one per Mishmar, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, we give one per mishmar, we just used up 16. So the first 16 mishmaris, okay, you got a job today, which leaves the 14 kvasim remaining to be divided amongst the leftover mishmaris. So 24 minus 16 is 8. So the next column, so I wrote on top of the next column, leaves blank mishmaris, which means you take the total carbonis, you minus that from... Then I'm sorry, you're gonna to have to photocopy. I'm not gonna expect some people to come. <laughs> so I could leave. No, no, that's the show. It wasn't you. But uh, I'll, I'll print that more for my for my things tomorrow. So bad. Um, so you're gonna take that middle column, total carbonus, minus it from 24, or English, subtract it from 24, subtract it from 24, and then you're going to have leave blank mishmaris. So that's the next column. You take that column, and then you have to divide 14 into that number, and this Mishnah is more or less a formula as to how to divide 14 amongst the remaining mishmaris. Now, as you see in the chart... Why, why 14 again? Because there's always 14 kvasim. There's always 14. On a regular day. Every day of Sukkot, no. there's 14 sheep. Not, not on a regular day. On Sukkot, there's always 14 sheep. So in other words, the, the right side of the column is always going to be 14. And it's going to be divided up into the mishmaris that didn't get a par, sa'ir, and ayol. Now, on day one, when there was 13, no, so column two and three, I was saying it's two and one. So it's going to be blank plus three. So on day one, it's 13 plus three is 16. On day two, it's going to be 12 plus three is 15. So, and since that number is going down every day, the number of mishmaris left over in 24 is going up every day. So column one and the column says these blank mishmaris are invor- inversely proportional. So like on day one, it's 13, therefore leaves over eight mishmaris because it's a total of 16. And 
what we're going to do in this mission is figure out how to divide those 14, which remains constant, which will remain constant, to divide those 14 amongst the remaining mishmars, which will grow by one every day. And that's going to be the formula in the final column. So, says the Mishnah, on the first day of Sukkot, there were 13 parm, two rams, one goat. Therefore, you used up 16, which is the middle column on line one. And therefore, you have eight left. So your job now is to divide eight amongst 14. So that doesn't, um, or 14 amongst eight. So that doesn't uh, compute equally. So what you do is like this. Six of the eight take two, because if, if eight would take two, you'd be over the limit. So six of the eight mishmaris left over take two kvasim. That's 12. And the other two get one apiece. So if you'll notice in the final column, it says six times two plus two times one. So that equals 14, which is the 14 kvasim. Every time, the last column is going to equal 14, because that's what you're going to have left over. And the first number is always going to be how many mishmaris were left over. So, nishtayrisham yudalat kvasim, you therefore left over with 14 kvasim, 14 sheep, lishmayna mishmaris. For the eight mishmaris that didn't participate in the parim, elim, and si'irim. Next. Um... So no, so Rishon, therefore, on the first day, Shisha Makrim Shnaim Shnaim, six of the leftover Mishmaris brought two apiece, and Vahashar Echad Echad, and the leftovers, which is two, brought one apiece. And that's how you get, that's how all 24 Mishmaris were used on day one. So all 24 Mishmaris got business on day one. The what first 16 Mishmar got either a par, 13, an aisle, two, or a sire, one, so that took care of 16, and then you're eight left. So of those eight, six of those mishmaras got two kavasim, and two mishmaras got one kavas. All got that order was in order. The Rambam and the Ritva says it was a pious every day. We're going to get into, but we're going to get into the lottery every day. It was every day a lottery. When you said order, I mean the first one was his, happens to be his turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, start again. I don't know where we're up to in the regular schedule. They started. But Sukh is day one, Mishmar one got 13 par. He got the first par. That's how Raji says it happened. Why did it make it so complicated? Why can't we just add up 30 and then just say 24 got one and then 6 got two? I mean, I know it's splitting hairs, but then you don't have to have this whole complicated. 6 did get two. What? Six did get two. That's how it happened. I know, but you have to do six times two, and two two got one. Because we're because if you just get thirty. If we because get we're, there's basically two wheels that are going to be happening here. The pare hachag are going to have their own order, and if we divide all of them, then you wouldn't get equally distribution equal distribution of the pare hachag. This is a system within a system to ensure equal distribution of the pare hachag. Beside beside everyone, like we said, they want everyone did something. Like, you could have ended up with a like, silver. You could have ended up with, like, I don't want business in the part of the Chag. That's like the Hela Gazah, everything. So, so this system within a system ensured equal distribution in both sides of the ledger.
But one par is better than two plus them, right? You want it to be over here? Yeah, you know, as, for sure as far as like, um, right. you know, money left over. Yeah, and I was like, you, you get like, you know, a, a sorry, you know, sheep doesn't have any wool. And it's all, it's all getting burnt. Right. So, but my shanking, like, you know, we have leather on a cow, like $1,000. Not that, you buy a whole cow for that. A lot of money. Which cow goes first? No, so that's what he said. Rashi said the first, it's a machlegis for Shaykh. But who's in one? Within the Mishmar? That's their business, but within the Mishmar, they had seven groups. That's their business. Yeah. Okay. Bishani, on the second day. So, the Mishnah doesn't even deign going through the first five, six columns of this thing. So, in order to get to that point of the of Cheshven, we'll do this on the chart. The second day, there were 12 parm, two elim, one sir, total of 15. So, 15 Mishmaris got business. Nine were left to divide the 14. And, continues the Mishnah, those 14 were divided... Five of the next Mishmaris did 2-2. Two, two. So you add the original 15. Plus you just added, you just added, um, not, see, that leaves nine Mishmaris for 14. So five got two. And then the last four Mishmaris, the last four Mishmaris after that got um, one per. Bishlishi on day three. So you have 11 parm, 2 alim, 1 sire, that's 14. So 14 mishmaris got business. That left 10 mishmaris for 14 kvasim. 4 got 2 and 6 got 1. And the remaining 6 got 1-1. One, one. Bervi, on the 4th day of Sukkot. So there were only 10 parm, 2 alim, 1 sire is 13. 11 mishmaris needed business. 11 Mishmaris have to divide 14 Kvasim, and that was done. Three Mishmaris got two, knocked off six of the 14, which left eight left from the 14, and eight Mishmaris got one. Bervi, Shleisha, Makrivin, Shnaim, Shnaim, three did two, and Vashara, and the remaining eight got one apiece. The Hamishi on the fifth day of Sukkot. So, again, the chart will tell you there were nine parm, two and one sars, 12. So that left 12 mishmaris to divide 14. So two got two apiece. So that knocked off four, then 10 got one. Shnayim makrim shnayim. Shnayim bashar acharecha. Bishishi, on the sixth day of Sukkot, there were only eight. So eight plus two plus one is 11. So there were 13 to divide 14. So echad makrim shnayim. One group divided two. One group, group, group got two. And then you had another, another 13, and another, sorry, another 12 for 12. Bashar HaKadecha. Bishvi, on the seventh day, so there were only 10 carbonates, that left 14 mishmaris to divide 14 kvasim, and that math is good. So 14 divided by 14, each got one, and that's um, the bottom little thing of the chart that 14 got 1. The Mishnah could have just told us the equation instead of running through it every single day? Is that really well, it didn't. It didn't tell us. It, knows, it just said the last thing. Um, 6, six five four three two one times 2 and the rest, which, you know, like, you could have said it. I think it would have been very hard to understand if it didn't spell it out. All, the, you know, 
Then the Mishnah. This is this is the Mishnah. This is the Mishnah. No, the Mishnah is saying on the first day six took two and two took one. Why not one? So notice we filled in, we backfilled the first six columns that would say why 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 is there six times two plus because you have eight mishmars. Well, why do you have eight mishmars? Because the first sixteen took the first sixteen. So the 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 Mishnah, the first line told us everything, and then for the next six lines of the chart just told us the last column. So what the chart does is it backfills the first six columns for the last seven lines. Does that make any sense? Mm, that makes a lot of sense, but the equation is still the same for the last seven lines. Yeah, but notice, how would you have expressed it? Tell me the most, tell me a more succinct way to express it. I, I don't know, I just, it seems repetitive to go through the same... It, all it did was the last column, which, you know, hopped around everything. I think it's a pretty good way to say it. Meaning, of course, it could, and it was, if you wanted to say it like a mathematician, you could have said, the kvasim are divided in descending order of six times two. But then it would, you need a rashi like a hundred lines. Rashi, you should know, after I wrote this chart, I decided an article for sure is a great one. Highly disappointed. So do we know why it descends? It, uh, yeah, note eight. Note yeah, eight. that we'll get to. It's in there. It, I have a chart. Turn the page. Is there one on the next page? Mm, it's right there. Just, that's the ones, yeah. Mathematically, it could have been five, six, six, six to the second day also. It didn't have to go down. Right, 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 right. So th- because that ensures, in other words, by the, you know, if you'll if you'll pick a mishmar, you could do this. Pick a mishmar. All the mishmaris would get will get the same number of kvasim by the end of yantif. And those, we're we're trying to equally distribute kvasim and parim. You know this. Um, See, like this, Seerim and Elim are always even, so they don't need any um, compensation. We're compensating the descending parachag for the Mishmar with the Kvasim. So we want to equally allocate how many Kvasim you're going to get for the descending parim equally amongst the two. So this is an ingenious system that of the two pools, it keeps on matching it correctly who didn't get parim yet and who got extra Kvasim because of that, we're, we're, it's like going to be a good match. It's very cool. So no, it's like if you would pick, if you put this both on a wheel, and um, that's how your brain works, and pick one shape, like you know, go around the days, it'll stack up equally. I mean, if you really want to go longhand, we'll make Ben Blackman really mad. If you really want to go like um, like longhand, you can write yahyar. Day one got this, 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 like this. Day two got this, and, and then like put a line, you know, equals. And you write his figure, it'll be the same thing for the 23rd Mishma, which is pretty cool. The way you did that, you wouldn't have gotten that. Okay. Okay. Bishmini, on Shmini Atzeres, Chazru Lepayis Kibarigolim. On Shmini Atzeres, which reverted back to Rashi says, one one one, one one seven. Bishmini par echad ayel echad shiva kvasim, right? So on Shmini at Saras is par echad ayel echad 
no sa'ir, and seven kvasim. So Shmini Atzeres reverted back to a classic yontif. On Shavuos, not all the kahanim got turns. We had a lottery. We had a raffle system. And the raffle system went that the Kayan picked a number, and everyone, you know, put out either one finger or two fingers, and the Kayan counted, and when it hit that number, that's who got to go. That was how the pious worked. Um, so, Shemini Atzeres is not part of this Cheshbin. You're not guaranteed anything, which we'll see in the Gemara maybe isn't fair. Um, and that, that, that'll be the next topic. On Shemini Atzeres, Shemini Pachazur Lepayis Kibarigola. But, they said, Amru, back to the beginning, Misha Hikriv Parim Hayayin, this is what we were talking about before, Misha Hikriv Parim Hayayin, Layakriv Lemachar El Chayzrin Chalila. Which means, to ensure that everyone gets equal allocation, not just a job, a day, but equal amongst Parim and Kvasim, if you got a par yesterday, meaning, uh, um, Mishmaris 1 through 13. Don't get online for the Parim today. 14 through, um, we have a 12. So 14 through, it'll go over the top, 14 through 24 plus 1 and 2 will get Parim on the second day. Then 3 through, um, 3 through 13 will get on the third day, etc. And I'll do it that way. If you got a par, that's how Rashi says to do it. If you got a par yesterday, don't go online for a par today. Meaning, will you get a job? Yes, you'll get a job. But please go to the Kavasim line or the Sirim and Izim line, or the Sirim and Elim line, and then you won't repeat parim. You'll get equal distribution of the other karbas. We go around once again. So that is the Mishnah and that is the chart. Um, now, I just wrote on the bottom, 22 out of 24 got three pari hachag. Two only got two, because if you do 13 plus 12 plus 11, there is a way to do this shorthand in math. There's a formula. Anyone a math guy here? There's a formula. If you have like, um, if you have a series of numbers, it's a question on like the... Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to do this, there's a, there's a better way to do this than this. But 13 plus 12 plus 11 plus 10 plus 9 plus 8 plus 7 equals 70, which of course we're going to discuss in, in, the, in a minute. 70, 24 goes into 70 almost three times. So almost all 24 got three turns of parim. Two didn't. Because if you do the math, it's 2.92. So that, that comes out, you know, that point whatever, equals two mishmars didn't get three turns on the, on the part. And that's how, that's how the math works out. So. But then you say also, like, if, if you got a part the first day, you can't, you can't come back, but then some have to? Well, no, well you, you come back, you, number one and two will get the last two on the second day. Right, like that, but don't be first among them. Exactly. But it's keep, keep, so Rashi says keep the order. That's how Rashi learns. Then in other words, remember your place online for the parm today. And then, like, keep that circle going for the yeah, part. Yeah, Yaakov Macher means not like you won't have a don't, chance. Don't, don't stay on, Yeah, don't be number one tomorrow right, right, right. because, let, you know, you, if you're number one on day one, Indeed. so because remember, day two is 25. Because, uh, day two is 25, right? So there's 
uh, there's um, 14, 13 plus 12. So in the first two days, you're already going to repeat number one. Right. So guy one from day one will be guy 24 from day two, but then don't come for two more days. Right. You know, that's how long it will take to get back to you. Okay. Says the Gemara. Nema says the Gemara. So our Mishnah said, our Mishnah said that on Shmini Atzeres, all bets are off. All bets are off. I don't care what happened to you over Sukkot. Shmini Atzeres, like we discussed back in the day, is regular for Neatzmai. I, I at least that's one of the things it's a new pious. I'm not interested in your sob story that you were one of the two people that didn't get triples on Sukkot. Get online, like everybody else. Get on the same line as everybody else. That's what our Mishnah seemed to say. Shemini Atzeres, all bets are off. I really, I'm really not interested in what happened yesterday. Says the Gemara, well, actually, that's a machlekes tanoim, and you just took sides. So Nema says the Gemara, Masnis and Rebbe, he That is only in Shittas Rebbe and not the Rabbonah. The Tanya, like we learned in Abraisa. Par Habab the one par that comes on Shmini Atzeres, Betchila Mephayis and Olav, Divrei Rebbe, is a new, Betchila, right away, a new pious, so says Rebbe. That's Rebbe's opinion. So says the Gemara, that's Mamashon Mishnah says, Shmini Atzeres, new pious, that's Rebbe's opinion. So you're pigeonholing the Mishnah into Rebbe. You're, you're making the Mishnah only Rebbe Shita. The Chachamim, no, come on. There were two Mishmaris that got left out in the dark. 22 out of 24 got three turns. Two didn't. So on Shmini Atzeres, we should give those two poor Nebuchs preference in the Shmini Atzeres carbon. At least one of the two should get catch up. So, says the Gemara, our Mishnah doesn't care about that. The Rabbana say, come on, give those two guys. So, one of those two Mishmaris that did not get an opportunity to Shalshu, to go three times with the Pari HaChag, should do the par of Shmini Atzeres. So, seems pretty clear. It's continuing their rotation. Right. Well, it's not exactly. It says one of the two, which is going to become very important. That's why I'm nitpicking. So, our Mishnah seems to say, I don't care where you were on Sukkot. Mishmini Atzeres is new. And, yeah, the same guy that got three, same Mishmah that got three on Sukkot, he could very well may get the job on Shemini Atzeres. Which is what our Mishnah says, which is Rebbe's opinion. Chum say, no, 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 no. One of the two that was left out on Yontif will get the Shminyat Saras. So we see our Mishnah is going like Rebbe, not the Chacham. So as I feel the Trying to be fair, you're still leaving one person out. Oh, says the Gemara, I feel Tamar Rabbana. It's even Rabbana. What did our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah said you have to make a pious. Who's in that pious? The Rabbanan will, t- Rebbe will tell you all 24 are in that pious. The Rabbanan will tell you there are two in that pious, but you still need a pious. 
So says the Gemara, the Mishnah didn't say anything. You read the Mishnah as in tough luck. No. Who says the Mishnah said tough luck? It could be the Mishnah saying, no, someone who didn't get three on Sukkot is going to get the job today. Who? You have to make a pious. So says the Gemara, our Mishnah can be the Chachamim. Because even though the Mishnah says you do need to make a pious, it doesn't mean that it, it's for everyone. The pious can be amongst those two. Rebbe would tell you the pious is for everyone. The Chacham would tell you the pious is limited to two. So the two Mishmaris that didn't get three every other, they're the only ones in the pious. One of the two is going to win, and one of the two is going to get the job on Shemini Atzeres. You're going to tell me those two Mishmaris don't need a pious? They also need a pious. So we will stop here for tonight so we can chazar. Should be quick chazar. It was like, what is things like, never know you can read. Why are you trying to cheat? Okay, fine. So last night we said a Mishnah, and the gist of the Mishnah, like we said, you know, the numbers you could crunch on your own, but the point of last night's Mishnah was that on Sukkis. Like all Yomim Tevim, as we'll see in the next Mishnah, all Kahanim served, which means all 24 families called Mishmaris, all 24 Mishpachas of Kahanim served in the Beis HaMikdash, and we wanted to distribute it evenly. And not only did we want each Mishmar, each family, to get an equal number of Karbonis, we also wanted even distribution within the Karbonis, which means that Every family should get an equal number of harim, and every family should get an equal number of kivsei atzeres, should get an equal number of the kvasim. So we had basically two rotations going on, and that was the gist of the mission. What we started discussing in the end of last night was what happens on Shmini atzeres. So the mission has said a lashon on Shmini atzeres. Shmini atzeres back to the pious. Pious is the regular lottery system that they used in the Bishamigdash to choose who got to do various tasks. So the Mishnah said on Shemini Atzeres, you go back to the pious, back to the regular lottery system. Now, this is really a machlekes, because like we pointed out last night, there's 70 pari hachag, and 24, which is the amount of Mishmaris, does not go into 70 equally. There's a remainder of two. Right? It goes in almost three times. So everyone got three parim out of 70, except two Mishmaris didn't get three parim. There's a machlek is how to deal with those. So Rebbe says, I don't care. Sukkis was Sukkis. Shminetzeres, Shminetzeres. I'm sorry that you were the only two Mishmaris that didn't get three turns at a par, but there's no special treatment for you on, on Shemini Atzeres. The Rabbanah said, no, the par on Shemini Atzeres will at least go to one of the two that didn't get any bit, didn't get three parim on. So we will try to accommodate them for not having gotten three 
we're going to try to help him out. And that was the machlekes between Rebbe and the Rabbana. So we are up to three lines in to the wide lines on... Isn't there a mitzvah to like be, uh, help the Kayan? So you could do two in one. You could do two, you could do two Kahanan from each Mishmar to do one Shkita. No, 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 it's, no, it's no, a mitzvah. no, no. No first, first of all, we're talking about a, we're talking we're not talking about a, a single kayan. I mean, two things. First of all, we're not talking about a single kayan. We're talking about a family of ganim. So you know, I don't care how you find it. Second of all, no, you can't have two people that chat. Shnayim shalasu is not a ma'isa. Right, but there's there's the hindquarters, whatever. And that's slapping it up the kevish. You know, ever like that? Add some shnita now. What's the score of not to give it to one of the two? Meaning, if they didn't have three. It's because it's, be you're right, but it's a separate, it's a separate tally. So, you know, Sukkot is over. This is separate. It's not a continuation. It, it it probably goes into the din that we discussed back in the day of Shmini Regal B'fnei To make it part of the same thing is like you know, it's it's like a violation of Shmini Atzeres's independence. <laughs> So the so one second. Does mother yeah it's not no giving it to one of them is not a violation of Shmini Atzeres independence. Meaning, but it's and of course no one's going to say Shmini Atzeres attached to Sukkot. The question is recognizing one of those two mishmaris um, uh, is that a violation thereof? Here. Okay. The same order every year, and the same two families that got messed up every year. Oh, so like Rashi, yes. Like Rashi, yes. Like Rashi, that the 70s start Rashi and the big Rashi and then the Mishnah, that the 70s started every year from the same. Yeah, you're going to end up with the same bad result every year. Like the Ritva, and I didn't read the whole Ritva. It could be this is one of the Ritvas as far as that you're saying now. Like the Ritva and the Rambam. I forgot who else in that list of Rishayim that holds that it's a pious, then it's random. That even within that system is a pious, then it's it's random. You're right. But that's a good point. I'm not saying this is a slur, but it's probably easier, <coughs> easier for two people to get it done together instead of just leaving one alone. Yes, yeah, so remember, like I don't try, we're not dealing with people, we're dealing with each Mishmar could have like 7,000 right, Kahana. Right, 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 right. And it was like, we're dealing with like, you know, yeah, no, one's, no one's alone here. Right, right. It's not like one lone kain, which is like always a pleasure to hear one kain duchen. But, the, but the, no, we're we're dealing with like a five thousand kahana per family. You know, like if you we just, you know, we land the numbers. I mean, you have how many kahana were there? Less than how many? How many from? How many I, don't know, I, don't know. I don't pay attention. I just like. And like you know, they just multiplied as as the diarists went on. Okay. Says the Gemara, three lines into the wide lines on Nun Hamim. Like who does the following Bryce go like in that Machlekes we just said? Kala <coughs> all families of Kahanim, Shainais go twice, Umishalchalais, and go three times. All families of Kahanim got three goes at the Parit. Chutz Mishnei Mishmaris, except for two Mishmaris, She Shainis that got to go twice, the Ain Mishhaushlis and did not go three times. So the Gemara says over here very definitively. 
there are two Mishmaras that got two and not three. <laughs> and we're not including Shemini Atzeres in this, because if we would include Shemini Atzeres, then there would only be one family of Kayin that didn't go three times. So whose opinion is this? Says the Gemara, Keman, name a let us say, it's Rebbe. That's Rebbe's opinion. Like we said last night, Rebbe said, I don't care if you were left out of the third one on Sukkot, you get no special preferential treatment for Shemini Atzeres. So that Brisa reads beautifully like Rebbe. That there's 22 that go twi- three times, and there's two that go twice. Ah, you didn't get to, you get first dibs. At Shemini Atzeres, there's only be one family that didn't go three times. No, sorry. So that Brisa that says there's two that go twice and not three times, I don't care. Perfect like Rebbe. That makes sense like the Rabbanan. Sumer says, no, if you tame Rabbanan, it can even be the Rabbanan that, yeah, one of the two families will get preferential treatment in Shminyat Saris's carbon, but that still will never change the fact that two families did not get three on Sukkis, and that's it. There's nothing to fix that. Sumer says, I feel tame Rabbanan, my lay shalshu. What does it mean that they didn't go three times? Betarechak in the carbon of Sukkot. But on Shemini Atzeres, of course, they went again. So now, that begs a question. If that's all you're telling me, you just did a math calculation for me. You told me that 70 divided by 24 equals 20, uh, 22 out of them going three times and two not. Is, is that what you did for me now? You did a math cheshbon and a pretty simple one at that? that 70 only will accommodate three times for 22 out of 24? What are you telling me? I know that. You're telling me, not on Tzokis. Shemini Atzeres, yeah, but not on Tzokis. Well, that's math. I says, no, it's not necessarily math. It's telling us that we keep an even system a whole Sukkis. Because if we wouldn't take turns on Sukkis, you could have one family getting six, seven times in Parayachad. It's only because we kept an order on Sukkot that everyone got three times, and 22 out of 20, everyone got, 22 out of 24 got three times, and two out of 24 got two times. Only because we kept a Seder within the Parayachad. Umay Kamash Lan, HaKamash This comes to teach me, Misha Hikrif Parim Hayoyim that the family that bought parim today, layakar l'machar, could not bring tomorrow, we go in an order. That is the Mishnah. Now, there's a famous Agadita about 70. Omar, Revelazer, Hani Shivim Parim, Kenegad Me. These 70 correspond to what? So right away, Nasadar Chlaner, asks, well, I mean, all of them have a number. I mean, you know, there are 70 parim, but there are 14 alim. What are 14? There's seven seirim. What are they? Um, and like someone who's good at math can tell me what seven times 14 is? <laughs> so, 98. So, not there you go. Right, 98. So, um, there's 98. There's 98 plus. Why are you only asking seven? So, Darachanera says, you know, something very, very simple, that, listen, if something is uniform throughout Sokis, then who says the sum total is anything? Which means every day of Sokis needs two alien. It needs one side. 
it needs 14 faucet. So the sum total is not necessarily something special, because maybe each day needs that. But by the parim, where there's obviously no specific amount that every day needs, because one day has 13 parim and one day has 8 parim. So since every day has a different number of parim, it must not be that the day of sukkahs demands a specific number of parim. It must be we're after a cumulative number. So says Achlaner, that's what the Gemara is asking. Only these 70, what does it correspond to? Not that there's 14 Elim, 7 Seirim, and 98 Kvasim. Because those numbers don't necessarily represent anything because each day demands 2 Seirim, uh, 2 Elim, 1 Seir, and 14 Kvasim. But since each day doesn't demand a specific amount of part, just it's a total amount, so we have a right to ask what the total amount is. Is this the only place you would have such a question? Of, of a total amount? Yeah, total amount versus the day, because you can't pinpoint to me that the day demands it, except when it doesn't. Which means you ask me, why do you need 98 kvasim on sukkis? So first the answer is I'm sure there's a reason. But I could tell you, nothing to do with 98, it's 14 per. Why do you need 14 seirim? Nothing to do with 14, it's two per day. No, no, I'm not saying so, I'm saying uh, across the board, anywhere, any other, I'm saying this is the only place I've ever had. No, but in other words, when you, when you, you have four numbers here. There's a total number of parts, total number of total number of serum, total number of tvasim. Of the four possible totals, the Gemara picks on one and asks it. That's weird. That bears asking. That's a fair question. So. But separately, you could have asked, like, descending versus ascending. Oh, oh that so, kind so, of so now, so next, so next goes off the narrow with that. It says, okay, so if we don't need a specific amount per day necessarily, we're going for a total number, so what would you do if you had to bring 70 par over 7 days? Bring 10 a day. So in other words, so says the Rechlaner, so I'm going to checkmate you. If the Vart isn't that it's a total, if the Vart is that, if the Vart isn't that it's a daily amount, it's a total, which is what you're saying, that's why it only asks in 70, then why do you need to achieve the total by going from 13 down to 7? Why can't you achieve the total by doing 10 a day straight through? To that, says Archaner, that's what the Gemara means to answer. Says the Gemara, Keneged me, Keneged Shivim Umois, corresponding to the 70 nations. So, this is the famous Gemara that the 70 parm we bring on Sukkis are for the 70 nations. And now, says Rachaner, we understand why we want it in descending order. Because although we are davening for the nations on Sukkot, like Rashi explains, Sukkot is for water. Everyone in the world needs water. Everyone farms. Everyone needs water. The water that's allocated to everybody in the world comes from our Avedon Sukkot. So the amount of rain they're going to get in Southeast Asia is tulling in the parehachat. So although we are davening for the well-being of everyone in the world, we still would like their power to wane, so therefore, we do it in descending order. So that's why the total outcome needs to be 70, and it needs to be in descending order, as if to signify that their power over us should wane. Um, another, um, so let's continue the Gemara. We'll do one more line. Okay, so if that's the 70 param on Sukkot, why is there one param Shmini Atzeres? 
par yechidi lama. So what's the one par on Shmini Atzeres? Keneged Uma Yechida, for the singular nation. So they bring a riot from here. When there's 70 nations on earth, are we one of the 70, or are there 70 beside us? So we see from this Gemara that when we talk about the Shivim Umais and the Shivim Lushainais, 70 is exclusive of the Yidin. Says the Gemara, so what's the point of the 70 and 1 and Silkes and Shmini Atzeres? Says the Gemara, Marshal Amalek Basar It's comparable to a human king. Sharmala Vadav, he says to all his staff, Make for me a great party, and they enjoy the party for everyone. So there's something gishmak about having a huge party, but Lamaisa, it's missing some exclusivity, it's missing some, you know, quiet you know, time to, special to spend with one person. In the end of the Suda, at the end of the Suda, he said, he says to his beloved one, his chief of staff, make for me a private small Suda, that I could be nana from you personally. So, so too, after HaKadosh Baruch Hu dons the world on Rosh Hashanah, which is something he's doing for all people, and after he gives kapara on Yom Kippur, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sort of spends time with everyone on earth. And it's a time to give out goodies to everyone on earth. That's what Sukkot is about, everyone. But still, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants a time special for us. That's why we have Shemini Atzeres. Says the Gemara, Amrav Yechon, it says Rav Yechonim, Oy lahem de Woe is to the Goyim, Sh'avdu, that they lost the Beis Hamikdash, and they don't even know what they lost. Which means they thought that when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, it's something that affects us and us only. But it's not true. They really, they shot themselves in the foot. Bismansha Beis Hamikdash Kayam, when the Beis Hamikdash was around, Mizbech Machapra Alein. They had the Mizbech does Machapra on them as much as it is for us. Nowadays, who's taking care of the game? So although they thought they were hurting us, they actually were hurting themselves. <coughs> okay. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah Baiter. B'shloisha prakim b'shana. On the three regalim, all the Mishmaris were equal. Now, there are 52 weeks a year, and there are 24 Mishmaris. So each week, a new Mishmar of these families of Kahanim took a week. But three times a year, the Shalish Regalim, all families were equal. Now, we will see. This doesn't mean that there wasn't a real family on Mishmar. Which means the week of Sukkot was not unassigned. It belonged to a family. We'll see what he got for being the Mishmar. But on the additional carbonus that came because of Sukkot, that all the Kahan got to divvy up. So the basic carbonus that would have been brought on an average Tuesday, the real Mishmar got. On a special carbon that was brought because of the Yantif, that all the Kehanim had a right to.
except for those two families who keep getting left out every year. No, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. First of all, the two families didn't get left out. They got, we're talking about only about the Pare Hachat. And they, and they got two Pare Hachat, just not three. So, but that doesn't mean they didn't get, you're saying, it's not, oh, when I said equal, you're saying that a little less than equal. Back, back to the bus, kind of equal. Back to the bus. Yeah. Well, if it's like Rashi, it's the same family every year, yes. Okay, fine. Yes, that's true. Hey, Kamash Marashamis. And so what, what, what is their benefits from being equal to everybody? Number one, Be'emure Haragalim. In all of the Emurim of the Regal. Now, that's a misnomer. Because the word Emure, the word Emure refers to stuff that gets burnt on the Mizbeach. So no one's getting that. So the word emure, and the Gemara is going to point this out, the word emure is a misnomer. <laughs> it means the good stuff from the carbon, the leathers, etc., that all Kahanim were entitled to. So every Shabbos, every Shabbos they switched the lechem aponim. And whichever Mishmar was on, Whichever Mishmar was on got some of Lachem Apanim, whichever Mishmar, you know, one Mishmar left got five, and one Mishmar came in got seven. That's how the Lachem Apanim were divided. And the Lachem Apanim were a very, very, very hot item. Because you think eating from a pigeon aben is a skula, eating from the Lachem Apanim is mamish a skula. It's like, you can eat that, and, you know, you don't gain weight, and you're full for a long time. It's like, you know, a good diet pill. Um, it's not speed. So the, the Lechem HaPanim was a massive school. They would literally fight over the Lechem HaPanim. So the Lechem HaPanim, the two Mishmarks, the one going in, switch on Shabbos, the one going in, the one going out, got the Lechem HaPanim. On Shalosh Regalim, if there was a Shabbos on Shalosh Regalim, meaning there's always a Shabbos on Sukkot, there's always a Shabbos on Pesach, there's sometimes a Shabbos on Shavuos. So if there was a Shabbos on the Shalosh Regalim, all the Kahanim got to divide the Lechem HaPanim. And on Shavuos, Shavuos is the only time of the year that we would bring chametz on the Mizbeach Nekar Ben Tzibur. The Torah says, But Shavuos, there's exceptions. Shavuos is the only time that we would bring chametz in a carbon Tzibur the lachme, the, the lechem on Shavuos, the lachme taida, well, not the lachme taida, the, the lachme atzeres, the lechem of the shtei lechem from the kifse atzeres were chametz. So on Shavuos, all the mishmaris would be entitled to that bread, and therefore they would tell you on Shavuos, some people would just get lechem aponim, which was matzah. By the way, the lechem aponim was one tefach thick. <coughs> from here, the Gemara Safim learns out that the maximum thickness of a matzah could be one tefach thick. Not huh? Right. And I was like, that, that's, that's okay for bread. I mean, that's like four inches thick. The, that's the maximum thickness for matzah. So lechem aponim is matzah, so they would tell some kahanim, you get matzah. Hey, lechomets, they would tell other kahanim, you get chomets, which means you get from the shtei that came with the kivsei atzeres. 
That is what all Kahanim would get. Mishmarshes, Kavua, but the real family that really was on call the week of Yantif, so he also gets certain benefits, and they are Humakrim Timidim, he would bring the regular carbon atomic and he would get, therefore, the iris from it. Because every day there's a carbon atomic, that's nothing special about Yantif. Nidar Munidavis, he would bring any personal obligations that people had. Now, this sounds like nothing, but if you think about it, your average guy came to Yerushalayim only for Yom Tavim. So the Nidarim and Nidavis were much more prevalent on a Yantif than on your average Tuesday, because why, if I'm going to Yerushalayim, everyone has to go to Yerushalayim three times a year. So I'll stack up my Nidarim and Nidavis to go when I'm anyway going to be in Yerushalayim. So the Nidarim and Nidavis business was much heavier on Regalim, but the underlying Mishmar would get that. Bishar Karbanis Tzibor, and any other Karbanis Tzibor, like the Musaf, Umakrevis Hakal, and he would bring everything. Now, obviously, that is uh, something that's going to need some explanation. Um, um, okay, well, hazard.